Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the All In Podcast. My name is Cray, and this is Loser Fruit. Hey. <laughs> and I'm joined here today with also another very special little guest. We've got Bazza here. Thank you. Thank and you know who else we've got? The Dungeon Master. Woo! It's hey. Hello, hello, hello. Makes it all work, <laughs> makes it all function. Um, thank you very much again to Dungeons & Dragons for everything. Really do appreciate it. Appreciate everyone who's been watching every single episode. Dave, why don't you uh, take it away and tell us where we're up to, what's happening. Yeah, all right. So you've found yourselves at Vanderbrest Tower, where the Magists have quickly established a monopoly on the study of trade and magical items in Waterdeep. Their knowledge of such artifacts is unparalleled, and the security of the tower's Quicksilver Vault is said to be unassailable until today. The tower is currently under lockdown. Most of the staff held hostage in the executive lounge. The culprit, none other than Hansel Groob, master thief and ringleader of the infamous band of thieves known as the Nakatomi Seven. Now Groob and his men have taken over the building, but they've yet to realize that the tower comes with an infestation of its own. The cool, handsome, funny, smart adventure gang who are already navigating their way through the tower's many floors to get to Groob. True, you don't have your equipment. True. You are vastly outnumbered. Oh. True, Caskin okay. <laughs> seems determined to get with every elf or elf-adjacent lady that he sees. <laughs> or woman. <laughs> You're coming for group, and you've just got your hands on some weapons. A pump-action crossbow, a greatsword that Caskin picked up. Uh, Janny, I think you got some new spells. First things first, however, all of you are pinned down in the executive office of the building's old security chief, the mage Hiram Stoneturner. His familiar, uh, Spark the Quasit, is petrified in a cage in the corner, and two members of the Seven, the terrible Dinan sisters, are standing in the doorway, Drina and Nazir, known for being fanatical devotees of Loth the Drow God and expert poisoners, infamous across the Sword Coast, and not known for their mercy, and they've got the drop on you. The three of you are inside the room. The sister Drina is standing by the wall, a crossbow in her hands, while Nazir fingers the pommel of her wicked-looking scimitar. And Kaskin, I think you've just approached them. Have I? I believe. Yeah, I've like, I've like pushed Kaskin, Kaskin towards them, uh, trying to get him to maybe try and seduce them, like he always. Now does. I can't remember the line, but I think the the last line was something like, "Hey, how you doing?" Oh, yes. Yeah, he probably yes. slicked his hair back or something. And then yeah, just, uh, with spit, I believe. With spit <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. Um, <laughs> hmm, what should I say here? What should I do? I say something like, uh, ladies, ladies, lucky me, lucky, lucky life that I've uh, got here. I'll say we could make some sort of uh, deal or something. part. <laughs> <laughs> He's I've just woken up from it. Uh, yeah, I've, been, I've just woken up from a sleeping spell. <laughs> Drina scowls, but Nazir looks momentarily intrigued, and she says, "A deal. Groob will pay us handsomely for you, especially if you've already dealt with his little pet ranger frond." Well, we killed the bug boy, if that's what you're talking about. The bug boy, he's, he's dead. He was gross. I'm sure, you ladies hated him. He was disgusting with all the cockroaches and all this. Um, he was disgusting, but he had his uses. And you will be punished if you have dealt with him. Well, I'm, I was thinking that maybe I could deal with you in some sort of way. In, uh, maybe a date or two. What do you, what do you want, do Webster? Women? What do you want? I don't want to have to, we don't want to fight again. We barely survived last time. I'm trying to get laid, Vaz. No, get out of here. And it's working. Money or something. Can we just give it's money? working what I'm doing. Don't have I'm any like, money. <laughs> I'm like kicking it, yuck. <laughs> Shut up. I'm like kicking it. I just want to get through without conflict. So. We don't die here in this build. I don't want to die here. No, we're not going to die. We're, we, we almost literally did die. What do you mean? We're going to be fine. That's why I'm being charming. And Nazir looks at both of you and she said, and as she does, she puts one gloved hand up onto the wall and then sort of daintily steps up onto it until her whole body moves to the side as she walks up onto the wall looking, well, she never breaks eye contact and keeps the crossbow leveled at you, Kaskin. Her sister looks at you and says, there doesn't need to be a fight. All you need to do oh. is put down your weapons and come and listen to what our master has to say. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> okay, you all groaned at the same time. That makes me think you're not going to do it. Oh, that's scary. No, let's... 
Uh, Do we like form like a little huddle? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're standing in the doorway, so you can all huddle by the desk if you want. Okay, ex- uh, excuse us one moment. We're just gonna let us discuss it. Discuss them. What are we? Are we gonna? You have to look for an exit. <laughs> you, you have an exit spell? <laughs> yeah, you is that all the moves you had? Illusion, that... illusion, illusion. <laughs> do something. I'll just remind oh. you at this point, you don't have your weapons, but you do have all the other items that you've gotten on your adventures so far. A cask in your amulet of the drunkard, Yark, your, um, like your magical boots, your ring of the restoration. You smuggled in a dagger, which you still, I think you picked up again. Um, but uh, and you've got your crossbow and Kaskin, you've got your great sword. We're not too bad. We do have some weapons, but we don't have to fight. We don't have to fight. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying if we could just meet the mark. Maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe he's not. Maybe you just misunderstood. You want to meet, meet him? Another yeah. scary thing, though, is if we meet if we meet him, then we're in a room filled with even more enemies. You know what I mean? And then we're yeah, true, double true, true, true. screwed. Hi. See, we're sorry. I, w- now, I wasn't sure if I should be in the huddle. Uh, Tremmy Hosen. I've, I've been. Tra- okay. Who the hell was that? I've been traveling with you for the last couple of hours. <laughs> sorry, this is my first huddle. Um, oh my. <laughs> okay. That's, it, no, you can. You can join. Is it arms over shoulders or arms under? No, just don't touch. I'm, oh, okay. But you're all don't. all right. No, that's fine. I'll just stand here. No, well, we know touch me in our head, but yeah. All right. Uh, Respectful distance. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is that Hansel Group. He's not going to let anyone out of here alive once he gets what he wants. He's going to be he's he's going to want to get into the Quicksilver Vault. You understand that that's the vault where this is an auction house. We sell magic items and we store them on site. He's going to try and get his hands in our vault. Okay, true. Whatever your name is, thank you. Okay, um. it's Group. I think you know it's Group. <laughs> We've been travelling together Dude, for two Dobby, hours. Dobby, Dobby, be careful or else I'm Wingardium. Like I don't understand those house. references. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you out this card. <laughs> Just watch yourself. <laughs> oh. Okay. What? Well, I think what uh, Luby's trying to say is we got to fight here. We got to fight here. Well, I believe. Go, why don't we just go meet the master then? See what he says. And if we have to kill everybody, we'll just kill him. That's fine. Look, we don't necessarily need to fight to the death. If you can get us out of this room. And he points over, um, just as you can sort of see through the glass facade, it's a kind of, it's a cubicle, really. It's got a big um, ornamental glass window. And he points down, he says, down that way in the corridor, that leads into the security annex. And that, Warren, leads into, inside the sort of walkways inside the building. I can get us up another flight of stairs from there. And then we can blow it up. Well, well, well we can, but also we, we, we can try and get the drop on this groove, unless you're planning to actually drop your weapons. And come in chains. Maybe oh, you've got a plan. Yeah, Maybe you've got a big right. plan. Maybe I should shut no. my mouth. No, the small child is right. We should. Uh, <laughs> we should All right, I'm 37. I'm 37. I have a child. Ah, uh, yes, this this rat speaks facts. <laughs> Let's get out of okay. here. All right. Well, this is just this is why I joined the union because this is frankly hurtful. Um, can we do while we're still in the huddle? Can we do like a bit of an investigation to see what kind of like route we could maybe take to I'm getting out of here? Yeah. Everybody, make for me perception checks. Ooh, 19. Oh, 20, sorry. Plus one. All right, 20. Uh, you spot... Um, okay, so you can see that the the room is enclosed. It's a, it's a corner office. And aside from the doorway and the big glass window, which looks breakable, there doesn't seem to be any obvious ways out. But because you're looking around and your eyes are feeling extra keen at the moment, you also spot something that you had missed before, which is something flash and glittering just underneath... Uh, the desk that is that is clearly the um, officer's inhabitant's desk, as if something is pinned or taped to the underside of the desk. Can we? Um, what if? What if Caskin maybe <laughs> tries to distract him and talking to him? And I can kind of like creep over and investigate what this little shiny object. I can do that. I can do that. That is about <laughs> enough of Are that. Is your little huddle finished? Have you made a decision? I, I, I... I start clapping. I start clapping, and I, 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 I like look, <laughs> look at Yark, and, and I gotta give like a, a look of like get to the journey thing. Uh, well, I start clapping while Caskin is just clapping and like screaming like la 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 la. <laughs> I like kind of like um like keeping like my body and face towards them. I slowly like like one step at a time, like side shuffle over to where I saw the the shiny object. Um, there. Okay, I need to. I need to get a sense of how distracting what Kaskin is doing. 
They're both yeah. of them are very much on guard. They've got gun like <laughs> Like literally a gun trained on you, the crossbow. So what I want to know is what are you doing, Kaskin? No, fake an injury, Kaskin. Fake I've... an injury. You've like, ah, oh, my... You... Is this Yark shouting? Is this Yark shouting? Ah! Ah, my chest! Oh, it's the powers of... Bobolon! Bobolon in my chest! I'm gonna fall down to one knee and I'm gonna. I, I put up one like, hand. You should like grab onto them as you're falling. The powers of Borbalon? <laughs> Borbalon, yeah, and I, I fall to one knee and I've got one hand up and I'm saying, ladies, get back, I've got a. It's got contagious. Uncontained, yeah, it's, it's a disease of some sort. You must get back. You have an uncontained disease, which is the powers of Borbalon. Am I understanding this correctly? Yes, yeah, and I suddenly. I, 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 I suddenly, um. I suddenly start to crawl to one of them and I like uh like get close enough to like look up at her and, and I wink and I blow a kiss and I say there's only one way to cure this disease. He like he like falls away from the direction where I'm huddling away so they they've kind of like slightly shifted their gaze yeah, to to him. Of course. Well, of course, I, I thought that was a good one. One of them decided that four of them. There's two of them. One of them is standing on the ground with a scimitar near the door. The other one has used her boots of spider silk to climb up onto the onto the roof, away from you with a crossbow. So use make a deception check for me. Oh my god, I hit a nineteen. Oh my, that's upsetting. All right, get back, sister. I think I've heard of something like like this before says Drina, and you're, you're happy for a moment that these two are drow. They don't spend a lot of time on the surface, so they don't know a lot about surface dweller diseases. And she's like, I'm going to start screaming, uh, head to the caves, head to the caves. <laughs> they, look, they look unsure, and eventually the one on the roof um, uh, looks down at Drina and says, you best go get the mage, Hotspur. Tell him to come over here. Tell him we found them. I'll make sure he doesn't get close to me and infects me with his wicked surface diseases. And the rest of you, on the floor. And she wave, starts waving the crossbow around. But because they've been talking to each other and are distracted, you, Yark, have managed to make your way to the desk and you slip your hand underneath the desk and you feel around and you can feel two things. One is what feels like a key that has been somehow taped to the underside of the desk and also a button. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I'm going to grab the key and push the button. I mean, I, I guess I could do that technically. Grab the key and push the button. Just so I know, um, also, J Jani, are you just standing there being part of the decision? I'm just standing there. Yeah, 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 watching. <laughs> just watching. <laughs> watching Cass do his thing. You pull out a, a small uh, pouch of popcorn. So Okay, using my <clears throat> great thievery sleight of hand tactics that I've learned for years. Oh, um, of course. I'm going to grab the key, but also push the button. All right. It's quite easy to do this because they're distracted by Kaskin, so you have advantage on the roll. <laughs> so make for me a quick sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand. Oh, I've got plus seven on this. So that is 15. All right, 15. You press the button, and by this point, Drina has left, and only Nazir is left on the ceiling. As you, as soon as you press the button, the uh, lights in the room change their quality, and an entire panelled bookcase slides up as um, Nazir screams in alarm and instinctively fires her crossbow at Kaskin and misses as the shot clings onto the ground, but you can see where the quarrel embeds itself just between your legs. The the, the oh. floorboards are smoking slightly because it's obviously wickedly poisoned, the bolt. So she quickly loads another one and we go straight into combat, which means that the first one up is Jenny. Okay, um, so which one am I closest to? So up above you, about six feet above you, um, with her feet on the walking on the ceiling as if it's the ground with a crossbow is... Uh, Nazir Dinan. She looks cool up there. I don't want to affect her. You see that she's wearing these little sort of um, soft calfskin leather boots that have spider embroidery on them. That seems to be what she's using to walk around on the ceiling. Okay, let's get her down from there. That's scary. Uh, I want those boots. I want the boots. <laughs> <laughs> Kill mean, her and take her boots. I think they would fit Jenny quite naturally in Kaskin if you want them. They would. I, I'm not saying you can't squeeze them over your giant feet, but it would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll um 
Eldritch Blast, the uh, the one on the spider lady. <laughs> Excellent. So you um, roll for me an Eldritch Blast attack. 11. An 11. Okay, so you quickly blast up at her. Unfortunately, she's able to duck to the side and you realize that they are very fast um, elven assassins. So although she doesn't seem to be wearing much armor, she makes up for it with her speed. And she, the next one up is Yark. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to pull out my crossbow from my small pocket like almost cartoonishly somehow fit in there and i like, okay. pull it out uh <laughs> is the other so is so one is still on caskin is that the other one like close to the other one's left so you're all of you are fighting one of these assassins who's dancing around the roof yeah screw it. i'm gonna i'm gonna pull my crossbow and take fire at the one on the roof then okay cool make an attack <laughs> nine nine will also not do it unfortunately which means caskin <laughs> sitting on the ground you also get an action I, I, I swing my great sword. Okay, how are you gonna off of? She's up high. Uh, around. So so Jenny. No 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 no. I mean I'm swinging it around impressively. Cool. So <laughs> nice. Okay. Now no, no, now no, I want to. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this. I've got this dungeon master master Dave. I've got this. I'm going to athletics ability up using athletics dungeon master. <laughs> and then I am also going to swing my huge great sword at her all right okay you're gonna athletics ability up so yeah yeah which is i believe the term used in the olympics make a dc 12 athletics check for me or acrobatics oh my god i hit a 19 19 all right you spring up on the desk um kicking it with your ankle and with a locked leg you pounce Amazing. six feet up swinging on um, one of the rafters with your um with one hand as you cleave with your great sword at the other hand before dropping to the ground make your attack okay so to hit i hit a 15 and damage i hit oh god i hit a five okay she screams in pain and loses her footing as she falls down to the ground um a huge ugly red welt on her torso but she lands on her hands and feet and kicks with her feet and sort of backflips back onto the ground with a dagger in each hand and oh god she um, swings out at Janny because she's fallen near Janny and hits you Janny and you take d6 plus two you take through oh, that could be worse three points of damage oh thank god and make for me a constitution save because again the dagger blade seems dipped in some kind of scarlet oil we have to kill her fast. Jenny's low. We have to kill her real fast. I'm 16. All right, you're fine. You're able to fight off the elvish poison, and it's your go, Jenny. Because I'm just low. <laughs> I'm just seven hit points. So it's like, can I, I just like go to low. a corner and heal or something? <laughs> you know? Can I like craft a potion? So any time you want when you're not in combat, you've just got to tell me if you want to take a rest, and that means then you but can I'm start in using. Combat. Mm-hmm. You can use hit dice to take a short rest. But, but not right now, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Maybe I just get... There's a move I've got, but I think it might hurt. How far away is uh, she from me? She's about five feet away. Oh, wait, she's, me. like, really close, right? Okay, Really okay. close. And, like, like um, Yark and Kaskin, how far do you think they are? Like, uh, they're, they're sort of behind you, both of them. Damn. Okay, all right. Because I have this move that's kind of cool, but... I don't know if it'll get them. It's a 10-foot radius, you know, where, where I just scream. It's called the shadow. Can I cast that? Because I'm in pain, so maybe I just scream. You're going to cast the shadow spell? That's pretty, yeah. It's pretty brutal. All right, great. So for the first time, Jenny, um, who's, who is a very quiet, it has to be said, um, <laughs> spellcaster, screams with a hideous banshee's wail as every glass vial on the library... Um, bookcases around the office shatter simultaneously and the closet rears up in pain Um, but caught in the center of the scream is the dine-in assassin who utterly fails her constitution saving throw takes six oh boy all right 14 points of thunder damage and um is it can sort of um, the absorbs the shockwave of the scream like a shotgun blast to the stomach as she staggers forward, scrabbling for her dagger, um, swinging it drunkenly at Jenny. And as you watch, the dagger blade crystallizes uh, and shatters as well oh from the effect of the scream before she slumps down, a tiny bit of blood coming out of her mouth and let's say one of her eyes as she slumps dead in front of Jenny. Oh, my God. 
Cool. <laughs> That's your big spell. That's Jenny. your big spell, oh Jenny. <laughs> I was waiting for a circumstance. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got I've got like a look of um shock to me. <laughs> um and, 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 I, and guess... I start slow clapping again. Again. <laughs> I start slow clapping again. Oh not the curse of Bobulon. The and I suppose if you want to, um, uh, Luffy, you can just very daintily step down and tug those boots off her and take them if you want. Oh, yeah. Jenny realizes I've been eyeing the boots. <laughs> Does she? Does she? But then Kaskin realizes using my sleight of hand, the boots were never there. I always had them. It must have been my imagination. Unfortunately, this time Janny is closer than any of you, so she can take it. Which is I get probably the boots and don't as... even notice that you guys want them. I love how Dave's just like, shut up, you two. Like, she's getting the boots. It's just, it's just we've done, I don't know, we've done like five of these so yeah. far, and I think the two of you have stolen every magic item that isn't a spell scroll that you can't read. Okay, uh, I do want to do one thing. I want to um, chop off her head. Whose head? The, the, the body, yeah, I would have put her head in a little pouch. Yeah, that, well, her sister will have something to say about that, I assume. Exactly, exactly, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> all right, all right, so you, you grab your great sword <laughs> and you you just, you just discover that when you cut the, the head off a body, it's much messier than you thought and it takes a while and a great sword is probably not the right thing <laughs> oh, for the job. No. But eventually you manage to sort of hack it off and sheepishly put it in a pouch on your belt while, Yark, you're examining the corridor and it leads into a small panic room inside the office and etched on the floor of that panic room is a magical circle of some kind drawn into the stones with chalk. Ah, uh, yes, I've seen this before. Uh, <laughs> Trammy says, well, you absolutely haven't because it's proprietary magic. Uh, yeah, can I... Not giving up the information that I have no idea what it is, um, and everyone still thinks I do. Can I like um, motion the Jenny to come over and maybe have a look? Oh no, with the the little dude, the little dude will know what it is, right? Uh, yeah, he, he I'm right. Yes. Hey, baby child thing, can you come yes, over here? Yes, Trammy Hosen, Tramava Hosen. <laughs> Jonathan, get over here. <laughs> Jonathan, I. <do. laughs> All right, I'm coming. Yes, uh, this is. Yeah, um, this is great. We can use this. And he, he's, he quickly looks at, at it and he mutters some words and you realize that he can use a bit of magic himself. Ooh. And he goes, there's some kind of effect over the entire building. I'm not entirely sure. It's, it's, it's above us somewhere, but it's, it's jamming the, cir the circle's ability to access teleportation circles outside the city. I can use it, however... Uh, locally, I can, I can, I can take us to another floor if you want. There's one of these in the auction house. Uh, there's also one of these in the security deposit room. Hmm. What's so? What floor are we actually? What? Where are we actually trying to get mm. to at the moment? Okay. So it's a ten. There are ten stories of the tower. You are on the seventh floor in security. The auction level is above you. Oh, there's also the roof as well. And the um, the last time that you saw Groob. He was in the lounge, but the 10th story is the level that has the Quicksilver Vault, which is presumably the target of this heist. I think we maybe start towards the 10th floor. Yeah, where's the key uh, to... Well, do we have the key to the vault? You're not sure. You have a golden heavy key that Yark found under the desk, and it may be one of the Quicksilver keys that Groob was looking for, but you haven't found anything to confirm it. Covered in blood, I smile at Yark. Yark looks at me and he realizes that I have now decided to rob this fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make an insight check oh, for me, Yark. <laughs> We're dealing with non-verbal non communication. <laughs> oh, I got a seven. Okay, you look at Yark, Yark, you look at Kaskin, who's covered in blood and has a bag strapped to his belt with just a bit of hair long hair coming out of it and he looks at you looks at the key and smiles and you are suddenly sure that he has decided to kill everyone including you and Janny <laughs> as you worry not for the first time that perhaps Kaskin has finally snapped and careful that he doesn't let you know that you're onto him you smile back and nod <laughs> this pleases me that he's in on the plane oh. <laughs> okay regardless of, of that um, what I mean, we can proceed to 
what pretty much any of these upper floors i mean if you the auction level is above us yes and there will be ways to access the vault obviously from the auction level because they need to bring the items in i say let's go to the auction room you all stand in the circle uh, uncomfortably close to each other as trammy quickly pulls out a dainty looking wand a little uh, brass and tin wand waves it around and the circle um, seems to spin on the floor as your stomachs lurch and you rematerialize in a vast empty it looks like a theater hall there is a podium on one end there are seats uh, and in two aisles about a hundred seats and large plush tapestries with the insignia of Vanderbras tower down the sides of the walls next to the podium there is a small table with what looks to be a, a cage on it and otherwise the room will actually make for me perception checks. Oh, three. Oh, I hit a 19. <clears throat> oh, nice. <clears throat> Don't know how. Never hit that <laughs> high on a perception check before. Yark, seeing something fancy on a table next to the podium, starts to walk towards it. And Kaskin, you clamp your hand on his shoulder and you point. And behind the podium, at the doorway behind it, standing motionless, is a figure who, with his unnaturally bulky silhouette, you recognize as another one of the Spangler Man clockwork men that Groob was using as muscle. Ooh, they have alarms on them as well. And he hasn't, the this figure hasn't noticed you yet. It is just standing motionless. Oh, it's one of the clockwork boys. I whispered a yak. Those have alarms on them as well. <laughs> as well as if I've been, I'm continuing a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you've just like, you've been talking the whole time, but I just have not been... What you've been saying. Yeah, Kaskin hears a voice in his head and it tells him to roll dice to decide what to do, and no one can hear it except for Kaskin. I'm aware that we're playing Dungeons and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only one of them, and if we did a stealth attack, we'd get a free hit on him, right? We could, I mean, we could pretty much just one shot this And guy. you did notice, I will say as well, Yark, last time you fought them, you discovered that if you target the crystals that are built into their chest pieces, you can deactivate them. I say to Yark, you got to hit some big rolls here. All right. Well, I've got, I've got. If I really need, it, I've got a big re-roll. So. I, I should also add um, two things. One is, Jenny, you've got. If you've got the boots, you now have boots of spider climbing, which means you can walk on walls and ceiling at your normal walk speed, and instead, so you don't need to make climb checks if you ever want to get up high. And the other thing is, would you all have liked? to have had a short rest yes, before you... Oh, Because <laughs> you're allowed yes. to do that, right? So you, in that case, everybody gets back. The way it works is you get a hit. You can roll some hit dice and get in the back, but I'll just do them for you. So, Jani, you get nine hit points back if you want to add that to your character sheet. Uh, Kaskin, you get 15, up to 15 hit points back. And Ooh. Yark, you get four hit points back. Okay, um, okay. now that we're rested, um, I think... I honestly think we just we we did go for like a one shot on this guy. Is there anywhere around that I could maybe sneak to to give me um, even more an advantage to uh, guaranteeing that I get a good shot, clean shot on him? You have your crossbow. You've got the drop on him. He's standing. You actually have a pretty good shot. All you need to do is get down onto the ground, prop it up against one of the chairs, and let rip. Oh, I can like snipe him. Uh, I I yeah, I'm gonna. Uh... I'm gonna pull out like my little my little scope and attach it to the to the crossbow and prop it down. <laughs> you managed <laughs> to get a scope spots. through security. I found That's a fine. scope. Oh, uh, I found a scope under the cinema chair. The crossbow that you found has some attachments on it, and you yeah. expertly adjust them mm-hmm. and pull one out into a large scope, which will say gives you <laughs> plus four to your shot, and you also have advantage anyway. So make your attack. That's a good way of saying what I so said. So do not uh, lose. All right. Um, and I will roll for my hit, and I rolled a 13. Oh, I'm sorry, Yuck. Oh, <laughs> wait, With wait. advantage? Is that wait, with said advantage? Wait. Oh, I do have advantage. I do have advantage as well. Okay. What does that come to? Okay, my next one was a 7. Um, <laughs> oh, I okay. do have 
my dice of use inspiration. It. You do have your dice of inspiration. Do I want this pretty big item to use? Because I've just we can't have all I'm going to say. Alarm go I just off. want you to understand, Baz, that if you don't make this shot, it's going to be quite humiliating how I describe it. This so is that be two arrows pinging past him, and he's just gonna, just going to stare at them. Uh, I think I think I'm going to use my my die. I can't. I'm my my ego is too high to let this slide, and I have to hit the shot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my dice of inspiration. Okay, you don't get a you don't get advantage for this one, so you just get to roll oh, once God. more. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, all right, all right, big hit. Here we go. Please. Eighteen. Hey. Eighteen. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, okay. And then my damage is four. <laughs> no, it's not just four because it's four plus three d six. Oh, so oh God. it's four. Plus another 11, 13. So it's actually 17 Ooh. points of damage. So the first the... two arrows still fire. <laughs> they actually just fired from this, yeah. but he just hasn't noticed them. Okay. So Yark, Yark takes his crossbow and expertly pulls out a scope, makes him fiddle, fiddles a bit with the aftermarket attachments on it. It's covered in kind of weird tactical shit. And he's very carefully adjusts it, and then he sort of gets squat on into a powerful squat as he rests it on the chair and aims down and is about to fire a shot when Janny very kindly walks over, taps him on the shoulder, picks up the crossbow and puts it backwards because he's got it upside down. <laughs> and he nods, thanks at Janny, and then lets off a shot which fires straight and true, piercing oh into the crystal God. of the Spangler man who falls down dead with a clockwork groan. Before his alarm can go off, I fucking just sniped a guy and nothing. All right, fire. Let's just proceed <laughs> over there. Then. Fuck, screw it. I don't care. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh, Tammy Hosen is yes, yes. You're right. We shouldn't dwell on the on the crossbow. Um, but just down there, the, um, th that that will lead to the vault. And he points at this stairway that the Spangler guard, bot was guarding. Ooh. Wasn't there um, something we observed? Wasn't there like a table or something next to him? Oh, yes. Um, well, that's for the auction tomorrow. That would be the, the first exhibit. And Trammy Hosen quickly looks at one of the chairs. All the chairs have little um, programs on them. And he picks one up and he says, yes, uh, they're auctioning an, an alchemy jug. It's, uh, it's a magic mm. item. You, you name any type of liquid and you can pour it from the jug. That, that's it there. And he... I walk over to the alchemy jug. <laughs> Uh, that I is, hold it up. That is, uh, what, what are you doing, sir? That is, <laughs> and I say, that's I bad say, brass property. <laughs> and then I say, beer me. <laughs> Okay. And a beautiful, frosty cold beer with just the perfect oh. amount of head starts to pour out of the jug. Guinness. I'm going to suck The beer upon turns this. into Guinness as, as it continues to, to pour. I'm going to suck upon this beautiful liquid. Uh, sir, that is, uh, that is uh, um, Van der Brass property. Uh, you, you Silence loop! <laughs> yeah, and then I'm done and I, I, I put it in my pocket. Oh, just <laughs> It's a it's a huge jug. You can definitely. Oh, it's a take huge it. jug. You can take it, but you'll have to like put it in your backpack. Can I? Yeah, can I fit it in my backpack? And, you like, can, you can. And I would say normally yeah. that you'd have gotten drunk, but you are wearing the amulet of the drunkard, which means you can drink as much as you want without ever getting any penalties from it. So if anything, you just have improved charisma as you as you take the jug. And Groove is like, so who are you? You're just going to you're going to rob from us? I thought you were here to to help. Uh, no, this jug, I like cut in. No, this jug may be used in a dire situation where we need to pour water on them. So, But he's just drinking beer from it. <laughs> well, he needs the test <laughs> to make sure that it works, that it actually can turn into any liquid we want. So, oh, I, I suppose that makes sense. You wouldn't um, get it. It's, it's hero action, man. Hero stuff. Just try not to break it, okay? It is priceless. We will return it once we are done here. Okay. After I'm done rubbing from the vault, I kind of like evilly start laughing to myself while looking at, <laughs> not for at the, the first, elf. Not for the first time, Yuck. You become truly worried about your oh. friend Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got blood on his face, but he's dried yeah. up. Yeah, I'm covered in blood. Face. He's actually, he's dipped his hands into the pocket with the head and he's drawn a line of blood over his eyes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, well... Yeah, like, I feel like I'm Rambo. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm putting, like, <laughs> blood across my forehead. All right, well, let's let's proceed out of here now that we've grabbed the jug. You sneak up ahead of them and you soon see um, a vast room at the top of the stairs this, that is dominated by a giant silver door, uh, a huge circular portal 
that leads um, into what could only be the Quicksilver Vault. There are three keyholes built into it and standing in front of it is a group of people. You count at least six Spangler bots. Ooh. You see the platinum-haired uh, apprentice wizard that you saw before and standing in front of him is the, is a figure that can only be Hansel Groob, ringleader of this operation. None of them have spotted you because of your stealth check. And Groob is holding, looking at distastefully something that Hotspur has brought him, which is the wide straw-brimmed hat of Frond the Ranger. The, the, the bug man, bug boy that you saw before. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, as, <laughs> as you watch, Groob um, looks at it and then distastefully passes it back to Hotspur. And he says, If Frond has died, then those inside are perhaps more serious than we had anticipated. Hotspur, I want you to head to the roof. Check in on Mr. Spangler. If his field goes down, the watch get into this building. And all of this has been a colossal waste of time. Tyrena! And he, as he calls out, another figure pops around the corner and you see the Callumshite woman, the martial artist that you'd seen before. He's like, head downstairs to the auction level. See if you can pay a visit on our new guests and find me that key. And as he says that, he stalks off with four of the Spangler guards in pursuit. Uh, the other Spangler robots take up position on either side of the vault. I reckon we go we go up because he said something about the shield um, breaking and the uh, guards coming in. And I think that's what that guy was checking on, right? Trammy looks and he says, well, I'm, of course, that we can access the roof, I suppose, uh, if we go through maintenance. I slap him and I say, how do we open the shield? How do we get the coppers in here? <laughs> uh, we need the police. I, I, don't under, I don't know. There is, there is a tremendous magical force blocking the tele teleportation circle. It is coming from above us. It might be coming from the roof. Wow. You're useless. And as he says that, he, he's sort of frantically... Um, um, looking through a clipboard that he has, and then he goes, "Yes, no, there's there's an access point, J um, just just back mm. back one, uh, the 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 left way." That is spluttering, and he's like, "That way, that way, this way, follow me." All right, let's go, let's go to the roof. The so you, you're going to leave? You're going to leave the vault? Oh, oh why just why just say it like that? No, 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 this is, I'm just, this is, I'm Oh, not, wait, oh, wait, actually, oh, suddenly God. changing my mind, suddenly changing my mind, I, I look at, yeah, um, we're going on the roof, we're going on the roof. Okay, you're heading up, you're heading up oh, towards yeah. the roof. Damn it. And again, Yark is leading the way, I assume, so Yark, make for me one more stealth check. Uh, 10, 15. 15, all right, you make your way up. Um, through a bunch of corridors that has to be said have none of the brutalist charm of the rest of the building. You are very clearly inside the inner workings, the um, unbeatific innards of Vanderbrass Tower. And soon a small hatchway leads up onto the roof and you very gently ease it to its side. And as you start to move it, you realize that it's old and rustied Rusted, and it's going to be difficult to not make it groan. So I need you to make for me a sleight of hand check. Made for this. Uh, 15. This hole was made for you. Uh, all right. So you... 15 is enough. So you very gently ease it aside and pop your head on uh, through the hatchway and look out over the roof. And immediately a blast of wind assails you. It's quite windy up here. But there is something strange, which is that all around the building... The horizon of Waterdeep and beyond it, um, the harbour, Deepwater Harbour, and the mountains beyond shimmer in this kind of strange purple light as if there is some kind of barrier or shield cutting Vanderbrass Tower off from the rest of the world. And it pulses methodically. And as it pulses, you can hear a terrible clockwork ticking sound. And you can see that in the centre of the rooftop, what looks to be a hastily erected machine of some kind with a vast metal pylon surrounded by bellows that are wheezing and groaning and a big clockwork heart. And tending to this device with his back to you is a figure that you saw on the, in the elevator of a nervous-looking gnome in a suit with a receding hairline, and he, he is flanked by three more Spangler men. And you assume that this is Eli Spangler, the inventor. Do we know what the device does? Do we know? Or 
Yeah, you can make an insight check if you want, uh, Jenny. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen one of these devices before in your life. I want to inside it. Okay. I want to inside. Okay, with, with I disadvantage it. because you are you don't have eight to five. It doesn't matter. Okay. Eight five. <laughs> you can't be sure, but it is possible that this device makes ice cream. Okay, cool. It's an ice cream machine. I sound yeah, mm. <laughs> delicious. Um, well, I think regardless, there's going to be conflict here because I feel like the Spangler dudes are just going to kind of. Want, like there's no way we're gonna be able to negotiate like even just asking like hey what's what are you doing kind of shit so it's like i reckon you take one of them out and we got to take this guy hostage that's hostage, what i'm saying you reckon? well well i mean if well we, we try we chop off his legs if or we something just say we're gonna kill him maybe he'll like deactivate whatever he's doing there. yeah baz these guys are crazy you gotta kill at least one spangler okay. we fought three before it was hard we nearly died the, oh wait are these the spanglers are the the robot dudes right the wooden dudes, yeah. 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 They're, they're dangerous in numbers. They've, these ones have crossbows. And you're, um, the one thing that you've noticed, you, you found them easier to kill since you've worked out how to get rid of the crystals in, the, in their hearts, but they are still pretty deadly. Random question. Jenny, do you have a, like a fire spell? I, I think I already used mine. Because you I had a rest, uh, Jenny, because you're a wizard, you do have um, basically once one rest per day you can do an arcane recovery, which means that you can get back one spell slot. Oh. Since they're made out of wood. Which we, know, can say, do, we, we can say you did. I could do my old strat. I, I, I still do have an oil flask in my bag. Throw it towards the ground. Put it covered oh. in oil. Fire. Throw <laughs> fire. Yeah, wood yeah, fire. Yeah. You know, we have, we have still, so by the time Last I... time we like burnt the whole place down. But yeah, let's do that again. Let's <laughs> yeah. try it. Let's How try that. But this one's more. to them? Is there enough room for them that we could maybe cover the floor in oil and light, yeah, you, light it? Yeah, you could get two of them. The, the the third one is on the other side of the device to you. He's got them in a sort of loose circle around him. I think we do that because then you've got two of them on fire, presumably taking damage, and then then we then we go in. <laughs> okay, is this the plan? Let's go. Yeah, I, I'm I, just... I was waiting for my team to respond. I don't yeah, know, I'm, I'm, ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's do it. I, I'm going to launch my, I'm going to pull out my, um, my oil flask, kind of like shake it around a bit, even though it doesn't do anything when you shake it. And I'm just going to launch it uh, towards the feet of the two separated ones. Um, so you're not yeah. trying to do this quietly. You're just, this is the, this is. Well, I mean. I mean, we're not they're... yelling while we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to know that. I mean, if they don't yeah, know Yeah, make a stealth that... check. Make a stealth check. Okay. Uh, 16. All right, in all of the wind and sound up here, the clockwork of the Spangler generator, the it's easy to miss the sound and the tinkle of a small flask breaking as oil coats two of the Spangler men who seem to completely ignore it. Oh, we just okay, cool. Yeah, they've just got, all right. Uh, because you rolled well. It's because you rolled well. Right, excellent. <laughs> Jenny, now. All right, I'm Scream lining them up when Scream he's made. Fire thing. <laughs> I can't remember what's going on. The gnome um, Eli Spangler turns around just in time to see the figure of Jenny pop out of the chute and with her fingers outstretched, her thumbs pressed together as she casts burning hands, I assume. And 15 feet of flame cover the roof of the uh, Vanderbrass Tower, obliterating all vision for a second as sheets of heat wave out. Oh my God, okay, that's not good for them. And all right, so you do 13 points of damage to both of the Spangler robots and they neither of them are killed by that, but neither of them look happy. And they both burst into flame as Kaskin and Yark, because you're all prepared, you can take an action each as well if you want. Hmm. So there's two on fire, but they're not defeated. They're not destroyed. That's correct. Yeah. I am going to um, dash towards one of them and ram my great sword with both hands through um, its weak crystal spot. Okay. You race forward and make an attack for me. Okay, so to hit, I hit a 16, and damage, I hit um, at 3 plus 2 plus 3, an 8. An 8. All right, that, 
that's not enough to actually get the crystal spot, but you still just, um, a great sword into dry burning timber still does a lot of effect as one of them is driven down to its knee, but it's still up and it's still fighting. Yark, did you want to get in on this? Yes, I'm going to, um, pull out my trusty crossbow. Um, and I'm going to fire at the other one that's on a blaze, but not the same one that Kaskin's. Now, Janny is still in the hatchway, so if you're firing from there, it's going to be a bit of a squeeze, so you won't have advantage, that's all. So it's just a normal attack. And, okay, that's an eight. Okay, it doesn't matter anyway. The two... Damn it. The two with crossbows... The crossbow sucks! It's the crossbow, it sucks! <laughs> it's made stupid materials... He's like banging it, it on the side of the hatch. Eight, my crosshair is on their head. Your own crossbow is quite good, but this one, yeah, seems to be no good. Now, the, the crossbows that the two Spangler bots had were ruined by the fire, so they throw them aside and instead just start wailing on Kaskin with their fists. <laughs> and both of them hit... Fiery fists. Kaskin, so you take another... Eight, um, 13 points of damage Ooh. as two of the Spangler bots attack you, but they also take damage because they are on fire and they take 10 points of damage as one of them finally succumbs and falls down on its torso not to get up again. The other one is still alive and on fire. The other one completely untouched. As the gnome turns around in concern and quickly casts a spell that you recognize as mage armor. Jenny, as um, spectral plates of armor suddenly dart into place around him. That's his entire action, though, for, for now. So you're up next, Jenny. <clears throat> a lot of, lot of pa- pain going on. All right. a, lot of, a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put out one of them out of their misery. <laughs> um, so who's, um, who's like the lowest that I could just kind of... The burning Spangler robot is is close to death. Because <laughs> I have like a crossbow too, but like you do. Because <laughs> yeah. that I got from earlier that I haven't used. I'm not. I don't know how to use crossbow, but can I try? <laughs> yeah, you could really you could really show Yark up if you did what? as well. <laughs> I got I got it <laughs> in this tower. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of crossbows in the first fight that were on the ground afterwards. So Janny picks up a crossbow. And uh, Yark, you're immediately critical of the way that she's holding it, but no, it's not. The fingers, you're not putting it in the right spot. You look stupid. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Facing the wrong way. (laughs) Turn turn, turn around. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Jenny looks at Yark, confused. Is not even looking in the direction that she fires and fires, and there is a click. A voon as a arrow leaves the crossbow, hits dead on the gem in the center of the Spangler Man, which bursts and it falls over dead. <laughs> no, that's great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Genuine, genuinely Sit irritated. Um, very good. Very good at crossbow. Feeling awkward, I just dropped the crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Retire from crossbow use from here on in. Undefeated. Kaskin, you're up. Um, so that, that guy's destroyed as well? Yep, so now there's only the gnome and the last Spangler bot. I'm gonna attack the last, uh, sp- uh, the, the last bot. Um, doing basically the exact same thing I did, uh, last turn. Swinging my greatsword straight into where I think it's weakest. Yep, make the attack. Um, to hit, I hit a 19, and damage I hit... Um, three plus six plus three for 12. All right. Um, so in that case, Kaskin races forward and drives his greatsword into the center of the chest of the Spangler bot as it tries feebly to get its crossbow up in time. But the greatsword is true and it bursts the crystal as the last of the bots falls down dead. Um, and very quickly sensing that the game is up, the gnome dashes around behind his generator firing magic missiles at you, Kaskin. Damn. Terrified and trying to put some distance between all of you as it does four plus four plus two is 10 points of damage. Um, as, and as these missiles instantly find their target. I'm on 14 now. Yark, I think you, your go. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw away the crossbow. Um, <laughs> yep, sure. Uh, <laughs> I no longer need it. Uh, I'm going to go for a... Uh... Uh, a dagger strike. So I'm going to use my um, my cunning action to dash towards him with my with my dagger. Okay. Yep. Um, um, that's a free action, so you can make the attack. Uh, I rolled a fourteen. A fourteen will do it. The this guy isn't wearing any armor, so that oh, hits. Huge. It's not a sneak uh, attack because he's he's not flanked at the moment, but it's an attack. And then damage is seven. 
Okay. Uh, Yark runs forward and stabs uh, quickly with his dagger into the throat of the gnome who looks up in panic before his eyes go white and he passes out dead in front of you. Oh, we should have killed him. Damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn it. I, like, I look back towards Cass and like, we're meant to kill him, right? I'm, I'm hunched over, breathing heavily. <sighs> you fool. You fool. Oh, shit. What is this thing? And I'm like pointing at the big uh, generator thing. I'm like, we'll never know now. Uh, you can make an arcana check if you want. Janny can because yeah. Janny understands magical contraptions. A I would more. also like to try. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 19. <laughs> okay, you think it's possibly magical in origin, Kaskin. <laughs> I got a 17. <laughs> All right, Janny, uh, you're pretty sure that this, you look at it, um, this has got something to do with temporal magic. It seems to have trapped everything inside the tower is, is trapped in a little time bubble, which means that although time seems to be passing inside the tower, everything outside the tower seems to be frozen. Oh, that's cool. Presumably why that cool. magic um, that, uh, that allows you to breach the tower is not currently working. You're also pretty sure you could deactivate it, but you don't know what the side effects might be. But you've got a good idea of what the power source is and what's causing it to happen. Do we want to try and deactivate and risk getting in backup, or we can just try and kill them? Well, yeah, ourselves. well, we've killed another one. How many are, are left? You have killed three members of the Nakatomi 7. So there are four uh, left. Seven. Plus, plus a oh, whole lot another... of Spangler bots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. But... Maybe we maybe we turn it off. I don't think we're gonna rob this place. <laughs> what, what do you mean we? We there was no we in us robbing. <laughs> Wait. So, so just so I understand, Craig, the reason you don't want to turn the device off is because then the cops will get in, and you don't want that because you are also a criminal. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Word for word, correct. Yes. <laughs> so you don't. So you don't want to. <laughs> no, no. We better do it. We can't handle another four without help. We, we'll need like someone to be like breaching and maybe like. I will make say them that angry. there is a chest. There's also a chest near here um, with a couple of items. I open it. All right. So okay. I should have said this. Is, I said this at first. <laughs> the the chest seems to have a lot of equipment in it uh, that you realize was probably taken from security. The security deposits around the building. And there's a lot of it is just sort of quite cheap looking or expensive, but mundane weapons, um, dueling crossbows, swords, a lot of daggers, but you also see your weapons are listed in as well. So this is the stuff oh, that they've already been able to take out of the building. There is also another large chest um, that says carpet written on it. And oh, let's open it. <laughs> you open it up and it's empty. But it, it, it looks like it's big enough to, to hold a carpet, but it's it's currently empty, that box. Magic carpet. I think, honestly, like Aladdin. <laughs> oh. Irritating companion pet. I reckon we disable it. Or can we turn it off? And so here it seems on the rooftop <laughs> of the Vanderbras Tower, a decision has to be made by the cool, handsome, funny, smart adventure gang about what type of heroes they want to be. Heroes that save the day, heroes that defend the city, heroes that say, cut off a woman's head, Very put it in their tower. bag, climb up to the top, stab a gnome in the neck, and then hide from the cops so they can steal all the treasure in the building. These are dark times. They call for adventures. These may be the adventures we deserve, not the ones that we need. But to find out what happens next, tune in to the thrilling final installment of this, the all-in D&D Christmas special. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Yay.